0: Blog Talk radio Okay, we are um, recording now I have a couple of little things to, to do here, and uh, we'll be ready.'ve got to find when the sun hits the moon. There it is right there. All right. okay, all right okay we're going to give it 10 seconds and then we are off and running. When I saw Laura Saggers at a club in L.A. recently, I knew I had to have her on the show. She was so good and so entertaining. And we talked a bit after a set, and she gave me her new album, Chasing Dreams. Her songwriting just blew me away, as did the loads of fun she had on stage. I was also interested in the fact that she's a transplant from the united kingdom where i lived and taught for four summers and she started learning classical music at four years old and she plays the guitar and the guitar so no matter what plays no matter what her music is no matter where she is her music just makes you happy laura welcome to music friday live hello
1: good morning
0: Uh, Lori, you're um, you're so low. We're hardly being able to register you. Would would you call back in? And we'll do this over. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm going to cut you off now and call back in. Patrick here Hello. Uh, you want to try calling in again uh, we we boosted everything we can here and you're sounding good here okay, okay so let's let's try it once more Hello, hello. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, and you sound much, much better now. Okay. All right, there we go again. <laughs> uh, we're going to do uh with the introduction and then we'll be off and running. So ten seconds. When I saw Laura Saggers at a club in L.A. recently, I knew I had to have her on the show. She was so good and so entertaining. Well, we talked a bit after her set, and she gave me her new album, Chasing Dreams. Her songwriting blew me away, as did the loads of fun she had on stage. I was also interested in the fact that she's a transplant from the United Kingdom, where I lived and taught for four summers. She started learning classical piano at four and plays the kitar and the guitar. But no matter what she plays, her music just makes you happy. Laura, welcome to Music Friday Live.
1: Good morning. How are you?
0: (laughs) Pretty good now. Uh, Laura, first, let me thank you for the limited edition CD that you gave me. I understand that you sat down and numbered all of them yourself by hand. It's a wonderful. I did. Yes, you did, and I will. I will cherish it. It's a really wonderful gift. Thank you so much. Now
1: you're always welcome.
0: I love it that you're now in my hometown. But I have read <laughs> that you have said that even though L.A. bursts with opportunities, it's also riddled with lies and dishonesty and lacks a sense of purity. So from the point of view of a musician, what exactly does that mean? Did you learn some hard lessons when you moved here?
1: Um, I, I hear this story all the time with people, uh, people that grew up here are lovely and they're they're so kind you just have to find them and the people most of the people that come here they're coming here for that big huge dream that everyone has and unless you are able to hustle like a beast you get very disappointed really quickly I do hustle so that's okay um and I, I made it all work but people but there's so many people that are following that dream and they don't realize how hard it is they get very bitter really quickly and then um, once you've Once people get here for the first year, they're really excited. And then it's literally like after year four, if they haven't been able to achieve what they want, they get very, very, very bitter. And so you end up with a collection of people with 70% that really didn't make it. And everyone you're interacting with is kind of you, is only really the first question they are. It's kind of like when you go on like a date, I guess. They go, oh, what do you do? I, how much money do you make? These people go, "Uh, what do you do as in what can you do for me? And then I found it really disheartening at first, it was okay, because that's what I came here to do, but I'm very much about community and family and friends, and so I started realizing that I was suffering with the fact that all my friends that I presume I was making were just industry contacts, and it it wasn't real friendship, and so I started reaching out to the community that was just LA and actual people from LA and realizing that's where my my heart needs to be, because Friends in the industry don't necessarily mean real friendship. And it takes a really long time to adjust to. Um, but I think it's most people that come over here for that opportunity. You are so determined to make it work that that's all you embody yourself with. And then a few years later, you realize that you've literally got nothing emotional to show for it apart from opportunities. So does that make sense? So it's good for that aspect, but it's really a lonely <laughs> journey if you're going to go full out.
0: Well, I'm, I'm going to... I can't argue with you, even though this is my hometown, and I understand that, um, but I do want to play a uh, one of your songs that kind of explores that uh, a little bit through your, your lyrics, and this is L.A. Dream. Well, it sounds like you have kind of major piece peace with L.A. You sing in there that there's no place you would rather be, and now you even ride a big motorcycle so you can shortcut the traffic on the the 10 and the 405. sounds like this is home oh, now. Oh,
1: I have found my community. I love L.A. now. It just took a long time, and I, I think that whenever you move from something that you're really used to to something new, it's all exciting, but there's also, like, tons of things that are scary that you're not used to. So it's a massive journey, and I wouldn't have changed it at all. It was just – it is what it is. So I don't think every city is different. I just think that L.A. is particularly involved with the industry, so there's just a lot more people like this around. But you just have to really work hard at your career and also work hard at creating your own little community. And I have that now, and it's awesome.
0: Okay, all right. Well, I'm going to keep my eye out for you because we're both on the west side, and we both drive the 10 and the 405, and you may be passing me when you're doing some lane splitting, so I'm just going to... Oh, you'll see me.
1: I have pink ponytails sticking out of my
0: helmet. Oh, okay. All right. Definitely. I'm one of them. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, you backpacked through South America when you were 19, and I understand that's where you got your first guitar. Did Latin America seep at all into your music, maybe a little Cumbia or a Bossa Nova or a Banda in there?
1: Oh my God, I love Latin America. I don't know where you found that. You've done some good research. Oh my goodness, um, what a good reporter. Uh, yes, I love Latin America. Oh my, in England when you have, you finish uh like uh graduate from high school, you finish, you're going to either go to get a job or go to college. But in England you have this setup so you can take a year out if you really don't know what you're going to do. And a lot of people take that year out, go get, like, a waitressing job, save up for six months, and because England, everyone's desperate to get off the little island and go somewhere, most people save up for six months and then go anywhere but England. Um, and so most of my friends just wanted to get drunk, so they would go all the way to Australia. And I wanted to go find some culture and something different and, then, like, completely scare myself in a sense, and I wanted to go to a place where did they didn't speak a word of English so I could find out what it was like to be in, you know, not in a country that spoke English and, like, just put myself there i loved anything to do with that in america so i went to um ecuador peru or in chile horrifying because i didn't know what i was doing but it was an amazing journey and i love the people they're so kind and they're so excited to have you there and it's just so it's so different from what you're used to i think everyone if they have the opportunity should try and put themselves in someone else's life and i went for about four months traveling around, living with different people, I lived with a family for like 10 days to see how they live. And it was really fascinating. And I think it kind of had a huge impact on me because ever since then I found a Latin man really attractive and now I'm engaged to one. So that
0: happened. But did it influence your music at all?
1: Um, Well, I didn't think it did until I met the guy that I'm dating and he's introduced me to all this Latino music that I didn't even know existed, like banda and um, like bachata. And a new Salsa, because that's kind of really um, generalized. But there's, I don't know if this particular album was influenced with the Latino music, but the next one most definitely will, because I'm I so in love with it. There's the dances that they do and the music and the vibe, and it's all so happy. And it's just coming out of the sort of works now in the Western world. And uh, I think it's going to be huge, way bigger than it is right now.
0: Well, of course, now you're in the second largest Spanish-speaking city in the world, so you have plenty of opportunities. It would
1: almost be stupid not to include it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you know, when I saw you play, uh, you really captivated me with your, your spirit as much as with your music. Um, you project a kind of brightness, sort of a glow from the stage. And at the same time, you're what you Brits call cheeky. You're, you're not afraid to poke fun. <laughs> um, have you always done that?
1: Yes, I I've up in a very sarcastic yet loving environment um, and you have to learn how to use sarcasm really quickly and when you're younger you don't quite know how to use it so it could be quite insulting and then you learn how to like off your humor so to speak and you realize you don't insult other people, you insult yourself and then some people laugh and so that's what I do. And yeah, I came off the stage at night, and one of my friends was like, My God, you should like totally be a comedian. I was like, I all I did was rip the shit out of myself. So cool if that's what you like, that's fantastic.
0: <laughs> okay, well we're gonna play um uh a song on the album that I think is kind of poking fun, but you're gonna have to tell me. This is uh ten thousand bitcoin. Here it is. Was your song was your tongue firmly in your cheek when you wrote that song?
1: I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I did that as a joke. I did that. I did that song because Bitcoin had come out, and I was like, I found out about Bitcoin. I started investing in it just because I thought I, I was. Why not? It sounded so ridiculous, and um, and I started researching. Thought actually, this is kind of a smart thing to do, and then I realized that every single person in the community was a man. I was like, this would be hilarious if I brought out like a, a girl dressed up in a ton of wigs. That's what the music video is—a girl singing about love songs. what why not? And I wrote it in literally, I think, an hour. And then I messaged my video guide and said, "Should we do a Rudy really Piss Take type video?" We did it in. We did it. It's the it's the cheapest video I've done. I've spent thousands on my videos, and this one I think we spent about sixty three.
0: Sixty uh, three dollars. Hello. Hello. Did,
1: did I lose you oh yeah uh, no, no, i I,
0: definitely I guess
1: we're both $63. so shocked You spent about 63 oh, dollars oh yeah yeah we no expense spared on this one because we got he managed to have a green cut, like a green uh what was it, a bed sheet that we managed to pin up with some sort of like hair pins. it wasn't yeah. ironed it was awful <laughs> i you, i chose some outfits from my students like costume cupboard that i have i whacked yeah. all these outfits together and i was like let's just put the camera on and film it and it's got the most views on my on my YouTube uh, all of them and it's it's been picked up by that Wall Street Journal and the LA Times I'm like are you kidding me this is this is the most ridiculous video i've ever produced and it's the one that's getting me famous i was like
0: oh my god <laughs> well Same i love things happen i know uh, let me remind our audience that we're talking with Laura Saggers, and this is a pre recorded interview, so you can't call in. But if you want to email questions and don't ask her for any Bitcoin, we will forward those questions to her. All right, so just mail them to uh, Music Live at gmail.com. Well, I noticed that you made a point to write about the proper way to make tea, and I assume that you're frequently offered. Badly made tea by Amer- Americans. So, what is your rule? Yeah. Well, uh, how do you make tea?
1: Okay, for the number one rule on that one is don't whap it into a microwave. And I can't even believe that that's an option. I think I got given my first cup of how I dare say crap tea, and I could see the foam on the top where the water had like some sort of murky. And was like, oh, how did you? What is this? And they go, tea. I was like, mm, tea bag was still in the water, and it. And I was like, but it's not even boiling water; it was just lukewarm. And they're like, we just put it in the microwave. It's like totally fine. And I was like, oh, you microwave some tea? How could you? Oh my god, that's like, it's almost like doing something nasty to the American flag. That's how like the level that it is. Like it was like sacrilegious that you could do that. And I was like, oh my god, you please let me show you. And I was like, you, you boil the water, you put it into the cup and you mug, by the way, not cup, and you put a tea bag in. Take the tea bag out after three dunks. And then we put a little bit of milk in there, and I was like, "There you go, you're good." And they're like, "Oh, so it's just different cultures, isn't it? Like you don't know until you're you're told." But please, everyone, stop microwaving your tea.
0: (laughs) So, so you're definitely a pour the tea, uh, pour the milk into the tea, and not a tea into the milk person.
1: It should always well. It depends honestly what type of. Uh, tea you've got if you're using loose tea which is like when you put it into um you have to have a tea strainer in order to get rid of the when you pour the water into your mug the tea doesn't fall in there as well if you're using loose tea which is like super posh and fancy which no one really does on a regular basis because they need it their quick fix every two hours then you just use tea bags and then you put milk in whenever but if you're going to use loose tea you should put the milk in first and it should be in a warmed up mug that you've swirled the water around first pulled it out put the milk in and then pour the tea in so that the milk doesn't affect the tea. It's, it's all the, it's the chemistry.
0: Well, but there <laughs> you have it, listeners. You now know the proper way to make tea and you got it from a, a rock star. Um, and I should tell you though, Laura, that I'm a builder's brew guy myself. So either way works for me, milk and tea or tea and milk. Uh, let's talk about the keytar. Um You play the guitar as well as the piano and the guitar. Uh, the guitar mm-hmm. to me is kind of a uh, an awkward instrument. At least you know, I've been at NAM and I picked them up and I've tried to sort of play around with them and they seem like they're sort of awkward. Now, now, how did the keytar find you?
1: I I used to be in a a heavy emo band back in England and I used to be the singer for that band and. Um, I wanted to bring piano into it because that was my go-to instrument, but I was not about to be stuck behind a keyboard standing still when I was literally running up and down, not screaming. I wouldn't say screaming, but, you know, I was in my ears. Um, and I didn't want to get stuck behind a piano. So I came over to England, I mean, America, and I was like, oh, I'd love to stop, you know, bringing up the piano again, but I don't want to get stuck. And all the special musicians would just play these keyboards. And so I finally, I, this girl saw me um in a sort of like jazz band called the Toledo show which is in Santa Monica you, you heard of the Toledo show in Santa Monica it's amazing Fourth street every Sunday night packed it's crazy and it's like jazz yeah. burlesque and I I asked I told I went up to him and said you need me in your band he's like looked me up and down and went all right girl you can start and I was like oh god that worked oh my god okay and so I suddenly had to just turn up and learn how to play these songs. No sheet music, no nothing. And this one girl that played electric violin said, Hey, I am in an 80s band. You should audition. And so I went along to that. And the woman was like, um, You would really like it to have a guitar. And I was like, Oh. And I, Roland had just bought out this brand new guitar at that time. So I went and got one thought it was amazing it made my life so much easier and it's super small handheld this one's particularly light for me i'm pretty short and i was able to do my running up and down the stage again i guess and put a wire a wireless guitar system into it so i wasn't i wasn't connected at all it was battery powered which is incredible so i was literally able to go anywhere i wanted i went into the crowd um i would be wearing these big huge tutus and it was fantastic and i fell in love with that i went and had a photo shoot with that guitar sent it to roland and within an hour of me emailing it to them. They email back, going you need to come in. We need to talk to you. I was like, ooh, that worked too. Yay. yay. <laughs> so well, then I got endorsed by them for that. So I love the keto. I had so much fun.
0: And for your that is though, a great is, story. And in- sorry. Next time I'm at NAM, I'm going to pick up another one and maybe it won't feel so awkward. Uh, You've also written about your love of children and how being with children can be kind of a refuge from the nastiness of the world. And you have a song about that, and it's actually my favorite song on the album. It's called uh, When the Sun Met the Moon, and we're going to play it right now. You know the video for that song is really precious. It kind of reminds me of my daughter's middle school plays. Now you made that for the St. Jude's Hospital. How did you connect with St. Jude's?
1: Um, I just like them. I just think they'd, what they're doing is amazing, and um, I just let them know that that's what we're doing. Like any of the money that goes, any 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 money I make on the downloads for that song goes straight to them, and they just they're doing. It's a free hospital for kids with cancer and who are sick. And I think in this particular situation where the country's at right now, there needs to be more hospitals that are offering that because I don't think any kid or anyone, but any kid that gets sick, anyone should have to worry about whether or not they can afford to make their kid healthy again. And that's why I love what they're doing.
0: Good for you. Now you have another video and song out that makes a statement, Oh, lovely night. Um, what prompted you to make make that particular statement uh, that we're all the same?
1: Um. Oh, I don't want to get political um I think there was a sort of movement and i don't i don't think it meant any it was particularly it was particularly around the time where the politics went a little bit crazy but it's also it it was it is what happened but it it also brought out something in people to realize that there is a lot more prejudice than we took that we realized and it shook me because i'm in a a state in an area where you don't it's so, there's so many Latinos, there's so many different cultures, there's so many like, there's tons of Chinese people, there's Japanese, everywhere you look, there's a different culture. So you don't realize um, how hard it is for other people who are in other states or other countries that don't interact with other people. And they, it's easy for them to just get closed off from it. And then therefore, there's sometimes a little bit of animosity towards someone else that's different from you. And I suddenly realized that we don't really have it in California because of how lucky we are. We have all the different cultures that we have. So when you step outside, you suddenly realize people are at their lives and it's very different. And so I was trying to connect with everyone. It doesn't matter who you are or what state you're in because there was a lot of divide around that time of last uh, winter. Let's bring everyone together. It doesn't matter what religion you are. It doesn't realize what sex. It doesn't matter who you fancy, who you love. Providing you're giving love, that should be all that really matters that should be the only thing that you are judging people on is if they're, if they're kind and good people. Those are the only two things I can think of that are important. doesn't matter what else you're doing. So I wanted to do something. I love Christmas songs. I love winter songs. But I also teach a lot of uh, students that are Jewish and a lot of other cultures that are out here. And I was like, how do we incorporate a song that everyone loves but include everybody in it? So we changed a few of the words so that they don't particularly – um, pertain to one particular religion, but there's, the moment and the significance of that song is still there, so that everyone can still now enjoy the song for what it is because it's beautiful. But we changed some of the words so it didn't, you know, alienate anyone in particular.
0: So that was so what I'm, we were aiming for with that. I I love it. I love the the sentimentality, the the sentiment in it as well as the sentimentality too. Uh, we are getting a little tight on time, but there's a couple other things I I really need to know. Do you still have the parrot?
1: i don't
0: oh
1: we had a little uh, of those yeah i I don't it was it, it it happened on christmas day last this last year and uh i know but he used to sing and he was wonderful i don't know if my neighbors thought he was wonderful but he when i say sing i mean scream um but he was a really loud spontaneous purchase that i absolutely adored but he unfortunately he's no longer with us so but he is still outside i buried him in a little um a plant outside which is the same colors and he's got a little grave and everything so when my students walk past they all say hi max so it's really cute
0: okay all right well i'm sorry to hear that well we have time for one more song and i want to play Mm -hmm. the title song which is the best for last this is chasing dreams I'm having too much fun. You sing there. <laughs> this song sounds like you are really staying young. That LA's worked its magic on you.
1: I love it. It's the the kind of the capsule of the whole journey of how you can get to somewhere when you think you know you you wanting to be yourself. It doesn't matter what anyone else is telling you. Just remember your inner child because your inner child is always like happy. And that's like our favorite place to be. So just remember that and be yourself and. Always continue to smile and have fun and go forward but with your dreams.
0: That's the L.A. dream, forever young, and, and your music helps us all live that dream. And, and uh, I really want to thank you for brightening my day for such wonderful music and with, and with oh,
1: such, such great
0: sentiments. Uh, uh, Laura, before you go, where can people go to stay young with their own copy of Chasing Dreams?
1: Um, well,
0: how about we do this?
1: the first three people to email you will automatically get an album signed.
0: Okay, all right. But what about all the other ones? Is there a place where they can get uh, their
1: dot LauraSaggers.com is the best place. It has oh. everything there. All okay. my videos and then all the music, and they can download the music. iTunes, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Spotify, if they have to. Uh, but I, I would go. There's a couple more albums left that are signed, and then they're done. So. If anyone wants one of those, they can go get them.
0: Okay, all right. Do you have any live appearances coming up?
1: Um, That 80s band I talked about, actually, I'm still playing with them, and we're in Laughlin at the Tropicana Casino on the the 19th and 20th of October. But for my personal stuff, I haven't got anything um, coming up at the moment. I've been focusing so much on getting the album out and, yeah, yeah. And do okay, I well, do a bunch of private gigs but nothing public. I save the public ones for like some big shows.
0: All right. Well, well, let us know and we will be there. All right. <laughs> oh.
1: <You're laughs> <Because, so sweet. laughs>
0: oh. well Oh, we we really love your music. Uh we uh so let let, let us know. All right. Um Laura Sager's the album is Chasing Dreams. Uh follow her at laurasagers.com. You can uh, download her album from all the usual places. You can stream her album from all the usual places and the first three people that send me emails, uh, she's only got a few left you know, that that we forward on to her, uh she'll see to it that they get a free copy. All right.